Welcome to yet another thrilling edition of Plank of the Week. It's me, Mike Graham. I'm here with Dawn Neeson and Kevin O'Sullivan, two very long-suffering members of the panel here uh, who have been in this studio with me for the last two weeks uh, to no avail. Effectively, for the last two weeks, uh, we've had technical issues which can only be described as completely and utterly avoidable, uh, which we haven't been able to prevent. However, what we're hoping is that we fix those particular issues. You might have seen last weekend that we put out a sort of a video explaining how things went so badly wrong, which was that two weeks ago, uh, Plank of the Week disappeared in the last 10 minutes, so we couldn't put it out. Last week, we filmed it, uh, but we forgot to record the actual audio. So um, <laughs> that's quite an important part of the production process, right? Um, so all I'm going to say to you is this, and this is what I said at the beginning of last week's show. Um, we did uh, have a winner in the first week. It was Merseyside Police for that totally and utterly ludicrous uh, post that they put out uh, saying that... Uh, yeah, you know, causing offence was an offence when it turned out that it wasn't actually an offence and they had to withdraw it and do all that. Last week, believe it or not, and I think they might make something of it this week as well, Harry and Meghan were the planks of the week last week. However, what I'm going to do now is what I did last week, uh, which is to rescind both of those plankery uh, awards and award this to the talk radio television technical team uh, with absolutely no offence caused, none, none intended. I'm not going to name anybody. I'm not going to put it in anybody's particular lap. But I am going to say that surely, after two weeks of failing to produce um, a publishable edition of Plank of the Week, it has to go to the technical team at Talk Radio. Well done, guys. So now it's time for this week's Plank of the Week. And we've got plenty of contenders. And as you can see, we've been doing this now for so long that Dawn cannot contain herself. I'd better give you some time to... Uh, uh, to kind of calm yourself down. She's jealous hysterics, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because we're trying to make sure that this is. She's just all very works. excited about the prospect of sound this week. Well, yeah, we really special offer. We're really looking sound forward ambition. to it. Looking, I, but I tell you what, I mean, what we did last week, I thought was was a pretty good salvage, salvaging uh, job uh, of, of, what, of what we had. Um, and I'm sorry for those of you who've been missing the show, but hopefully it's back to normal now. Let's kick off uh, Kevin while Dawn composes herself uh, with you. Give us your first one of the day. My first Plank of the Week nomination is a guy who used to be a weatherman. I gather he's a full-time presenter now on GMB. His name is Alex Beresford, oh, yes. uh, who took an opportunity on live television only today to uh, attack his college, colleague Piers Morgan uh, for Piers not quite understanding uh, all the rules about racism and wokeism. And uh, I just thought that... So they had a massive bust-up. Uh, yeah, Piers wasn't very happy, was he? Piers uh, was attacked. Uh, Barrisford said, you're very unfair to Harry and Meghan, particularly Meghan. You attack Meghan just because she broke off your friendship. Uh, he talked about the negative press that Harry and Meghan have always got, uh, that they even had during their engagement. I don't remember that, do no. you? They didn't have a negative press during their engagement. They had very, very positive press, and the wedding was a kind of crescendo of positivity in it terms was. of the way they were covered. So I don't recognise that. Uh, I thought it was the wrong environment to attack a guy uh, while you're on live television mm. in the workplace. Piers stormed off. Uh, well, you know, Piers, I think, saw it as a bit of a personal attack. Yeah, yeah he, he did. Because, uh, I mean, it's all very well to have different opinions, because that's what course. we all do. Because I'm in Paris, the thought that's that any what, of us would ever do that. Well, of course. But, 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 I mean, I think there is a line, and, and maybe Beresford crossed it. In terms I think of, he well, did. Certainly, as far as Piers was concerned. He, he, called, uh, he called Piers' behaviour diabolical, and that it was uh, he was so tired of listening to this day after mm. day after day. Right. Well, Piers is a very important 
Uh, part well, of I mean, Piers is Good Morning Britain, Piers after is, all. Uh, he's the one putting on the ratings. So uh, I'm sorry, Alex, if you're tired of listening to Piers, uh, but it seems that the viewers aren't. So perhaps you ought to go with the flow. So that's the television business. It's about getting ratings. Uh, and also, he was very much on the woke side of things. You know, the poor, these poor people, the trouble they've had to go through. Well, we know what we think about that. Uh, and Piers... Uh, as I say, stormed off uh, and then came back and said uh, something along the lines of, well, you know, this has raised some very emotional issues. It's good to talk about them, but perhaps attacking your colleague on live television was not the way to do it. I hope Alex Beresford is entitled to his views. I don't share them, and I think the majority of the British public do not share this great sympathy for poor, hard-done-by Meghan and Harry in their $19 million mansion and all that. Uh, but he's entitled to his opinion. But I think uh, he may uh, go through now a period of reflection and wonder whether or not uh, that some former weatherman should be shooting his mouth mm. off at uh, But all of these things are Morgan. interesting to watch now in the round, aren't they? Because, you know, if, say, for example, Piers Morgan decided that, you know, to go to the production company and say, I don't want this guy on anymore, what happens then? Because, you know, you then get to a situation where it starts to get a bit tricky. And I'm not suggesting Piers would want to do that, you know. I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I mean, you do a lot more TV stuff than I oh, do. I'm so. just playing devil's advocate slightly here. I mean, if Alex was unprofessional, and I agree, it wasn't the most professional thing it I've was seen. Yeah. Um, but also storming off is not that professional, especially no. when you have had an entire year of berating government ministers for not coming on your show, calling people snowflakes, and sort of like, and, and having a go at people. There was a politician that recently sort of like said, I've got to go now, and then oh, sort yeah. of semi-stormed But they do that all the time, don't so they? Because they have these, I'm you just, know. just playing devil's advocate but is it, So Piers is sort of saying, uh, this is what Alex Beresford said, I understand you don't like Meghan Markle, Piers. You've made it clear on a number of times on this programme, a number of times. I understand you have a personal relationship with Meghan Markle, etc. She's entitled to cut you off. Has she said anything about you since she cut you off? Well, she hasn't had the opportunity. Uh, I don't think she has, but yet you continue to trash her. Piers then says, oh, OK, I'm done with this, and walked off. Mm. Alex goes, no, 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 that's pathetic. And then he starts going on about that. This is, he then says... And how long Piers, was Piers off the actual safe? Well, he went off uh, for a few, quite a few minutes, right. uh, and then he came back and said, I don't think this is the environment to attack a colleague. Uh, Alex said, this is absolutely diabolical behaviour. You can't do that. And it wasn't diabolical behaviour. Piers was expressing his opinion. We know where he He's stands. written plenty of uh, columns about and Meghan I think, Markle, I which think, he's entitled to do. I think Piers' attitude to Meghan Markle is... Uh, 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 reflected in the attitudes of many, many people in this country. I think Alex uh, is uh, in the minority here. Uh, just the wrong place to do it. And uh, You don't think it was good television then? Well, see, a lot of people, that. you and okay. I, Mike, we know Piers very well. I've known Piers for God knows how many years, many decades. Uh, and people say, oh, he did that for a bit of showbiz. No, he didn't. I could see mm. he was genuinely you upset. Genuinely upset. Genuinely yeah. upset. Still good uh, television, though. Uh, well, it, it, you know, <laughs> that's Pierce. Isn't it? I mean, he could he could fall in a, yeah. a, a, a vat of pig manure and come up smelling of roses. Mm. It will work quite well for him, as it always does. But a nasty incident propagated by someone who shouldn't have done it. Alex Ferris, for you are plank of the week. Okay, Dawn. Uh, I dare say 
This won't be the first time uh, this week we talk about the Harry and Meghan no, situation. No, my <coughs> excuse me, clear the throat. My first nomination is going to be Harry. Has a has yeah has, um, or has been as I like to call this it. is again obviously pegged on the Oprah Winfrey interview. Um, but my big thing with this being very serious is the whole mental health aspect. Mm. Um, I'm sorry, if you love someone, if you care for someone and they come to you and saying they are struggling so much with their mental health that they are feeling suicidal, you do not ignore that. I'm sorry, in no way, shape or form, do you do, do tell them then to go and get their makeup on, we are going yeah, out. Yeah, we're going out to a do. Absolutely wrong. I'm willing to put up with a lot of stuff that we have to put up with, with with the royal family. Not a big fan of any of them, but this was the final straw with me. I've got a friend at the moment who has lost their business, lost their marriage um, through the pandemic, um, and I sat up all night with him the other night, literally talking him down from suicidal thoughts. Wow. You do not, do not in any way, shape or form, no matter how scared you are of your own family, ignore that situation, especially... But he said he was ashamed, didn't he? And what? I don't know what he was ashamed what? of, because they didn't, again, Oprah Winfrey didn't press him as to what well, he was ashamed about. I mean, the thing is, you know what, I mean, also, he, uh, um, he, he said in the interview, I didn't ask for help, not a conversation you have with the family, OK? So he's putting it on them, in other words. At, so he's at, basically saying that he's not willing to help out his wife because the family would think badly of it. Exactly. That doesn't make him sound like a hero to me. Well, no, it's not. You know, and when you, you know, you, you, this was, he was a man strong enough to go and serve in Afghanistan, and now suddenly he's not even looking at his own wife properly. Mm. And you know what was really annoying is in 2017, Harry gave an interview himself where he admitted he was very much struggling with yeah. his own mental health. He goes, I've probably, obviously because of the problems with his mum and everything, he goes, I've probably come very close to a complete breakdown adding that it was my brother who encouraged me to seek professional help. Mm. This is the family where you don't talk about mental health issues. Right. And it was your yeah, own brother, They just say what they suits them now, don't they? But honestly, Mike, I just got so annoyed with this. I mean, it's, it's, it's planckism of the highest order. Well, I mean, there was dangerous. lots of things, lots of things that were said in that interview oh. with Oprah Winfrey, uh, which were very contradictory compared to things that we yes. know to be true from mm -hmm. previous yeah. encounters yeah. with them. Yeah. You know, um, like she doesn't use... Uh, the internet. She doesn't Google Prince Harry. Yeah. She doesn't know anything about the royal family. The really? Race, the racist incident uh, about the colour of her baby was, according to Harry, a private conversation between him and one other member of the royal mm. family that Meghan wasn't present for. Uh, she says that there were several conversations with uh, various people. There were lots of, of it, the royal the, lots of inconsistencies. There were lots and lots of inconsistencies. Which I'm going to come on to. Some yeah, point. Yeah. However, it's not, you know, obviously the whole mental health issue, which is one very close to my heart, and obviously Harry and Williams, considering what they went through with their mum, and your heart aches for what those kids went through. But also, that's the dangerous side of it. But the other stuff is like, I had to Google how to sing the national anthem. Fergie had to teach me how to curtsy. Mm. What yeah. was Harry doing all Pass the time? The Kleenex. Yeah, what yeah. trauma. What, what a nightmare. No, okay. But that aside, Kevin. What was Harry doing? I know. He knew what his mother suffered as an outsider. He should have been teaching her to curtsy. Get, well, going into that family, well, it sounds like Harry his... knows how to curtsy. Yeah, I bet he does, yeah. He does um, now. He does now. He to her every day. He knew what Diana went through going into that family. Mm. So you, as a husband, go out of your way to make sure your wife is looked of after. Of course you do. He failed on that duty. Right. But the other question about the whole scenario that was painted there was that she claimed she went to HR 
Now I spoke to well, somebody today. Why would you go to now, HR? Why would you go to HR? One, I'm not, one I don't even know what HR in Kensington Palace looks like. Well, I can't imagine well, they it's They did like point out to her she's company. not an employee. Well, one, yes, but also I spoke to a guy today um, who worked in HR and he said under no circumstances, if that was something that happened, would the person then say to her, sorry, we can't help, we can't you. help they you? They would say, well, all right, listen, we, we don't actually cover people who are not currently employed by the household because presumably it's for the staff. However, why don't you go and talk to this person? Or how about you talk to this person over here? Harry has had mental health care treatment most of his life. Mm. William also made a programme about mental health issues. The two lads had a, a charity together yeah. concerning mental health. And yet this is a family that, oh, we don't ask for help, not a conversation you have within the yeah. family. Which even, is clearly even, not true. Even clearly Prince not true. No, actually, even Prince Charles talked about his own mental health uh, about recovering from COVID. Yeah, of course. Uh, it's just utter, utter well, this is the problem. border dash. This is the problem. Uh, I'm actually staying away from all members of that particular uh, scenario today because I think there are other planks uh, that we need to get into this, into this group. And I'm going to go with Gavin Williamson today because mm. Gavin Williamson, of course, is the Secretary of State for Education. This is the week that they've told all schools to reopen and send all children back to school. However, with the proviso that they must be tested at least twice before they can actually resume their school uh, classes. And then when they have been tested, regardless of what that test is saying, whether it's negative or positive, uh, they will have to wear a mask for the entire time that they are in school. And it's a complete and utter shibboleth. Whereas their teachers don't have to. Their teachers don't have to. What's that about? The problem as well for the, for the schools is that it's not mandatory because the government decided that they could not make it mandatory. Rightly so. So now if your, if your kid does not want to wear a mask, um, the kid can just say so. However, uh, the schools are all being very holier than now and saying things like, it's your moral duty to wear a mask. Why isn't the moral duty the you have to be able teachers, to save lives and you have to be able to stop the NHS from becoming overwhelmed. And all of these stories are now becoming sort of out of date. Do you know what I mean? They're kind of, people are going, well, hang on, the NHS didn't get overwhelmed. Uh, okay, there might have been a chance of that in January uh, when it was very, very busy, like it is every January, like you warn every year that it's going to be overwhelmed, and it still wasn't overwhelmed, even with COVID. And, and now so, they've closed the Nightingale hospitals down yeah. because they were never used. And I had a teacher on today, who runs a school, had 700 tests given to the kids in the school. I said, how many of them were positive? He said, none. And I'm like, so why are they wearing masks? Well, it's because uh, it protects them from what? Protects well, them from what? Well, this is what I don't get. Can it's you imagine if we were sitting here wearing masks, right? I mean, I could put one on. I, I actually, the way I'm going at the moment. I improvement. mean, you know, I'm, I, but but then, and I say this to anybody who thinks it's a good idea, and then sit for seven hours wearing. You can't do it. I can't do it. I mean, literally, you would be in a terrible state. And here's the next bit: if one of the kids does get found to be positive, the kid has to be sent home to self-isolate for a period which has not been specified, but I assume it's at least a week. Mm. And not only does the kid have to do it, but so do the parents and the whole household, right? So, for example, uh, if you are a, a, a family of four, all four of you have to self-isolate in the house. Even... And you can't go to work. What about what the rest of the school? All the kids are coming into contact with that kid? Well, what they would normally do is they would they would Stop nominate... the kid before it they, No, they the would school. nominate um, whichever kid sits around them. And some schools do it differently. Other, other schools, I mean, in my, my kids' school, they've, they've sent people home who play with those people in the playground mm -hmm. rather than the ones that sit next to them in class. Yeah. So, I mean, they, sort of it, it's usually a sort of a tight-knit group rather than the whole classroom. But we've also heard of stories of entire classrooms being sent home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. Why is it the moral duty of the children to wear masks, but it's not the moral duty of the teachers to wear masks? Well, exactly. And yeah. we're talking young kids in the same well, room. not just teenagers. Mm. I know. Isn't there an inconsistency well, there? Well, this is the thing. And... 
I, I say to the schools, you know, you should be fighting this a bit more. You should say, look, we can do one or we can do the mm. other. There's no point in doing both. Mm. There just isn't. No, it doesn't make because sense. Because rec I reckon they've only got a couple of weeks to go until it's Easter. Um, and I reckon when they come back from Easter holidays, the whole thing will be out the window anyway. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Gavin Williamson, I'm afraid, um, for kind of He's confusing. the one that looks like Frank Spencer, isn't he? He's the one that sound, mm. uh, sounds, sounds a bit like mm. Frank Spencer as well, mm. with a northern accent. Sounds a bit like that. Mm. And I mean, he's completely useless. He's like Frank Spencer or northern accent. Well, yeah, but he's like Frank Spencer with a northern accent. But your impression didn't sound anything like Frank Spencer see, or northern. You are one of those people northern. that says I can't do impressions, but everybody else thinks they're pretty good, actually. I'm just honest. No, you're not. You've never been honest to. in your yeah. day's life. Bank of the week. <laughs> Bank of the week for dissing Mike's yeah, exactly. mimicry. You know, I'm going to walk out in a minute if you're not yeah. careful. <laughs> Storm out. That's Storm. It. I've had enough. That's enough. All right, Kevin, your second nominee. Uh, listen, I was going to nominate Joe Biden, but then uh, I agree with you, Mike. We're doing too much on Harry and Meghan. So yeah. Joe, I was going to nominate Joe for but he can get an honorary climbing, mention. On, climbing on board the woke wagon yeah, yeah. and saying she was so brave, brave. to talk about yeah. her, her trauma at the palace. Uh, but I think you can just accept Joe Biden is basically always going to be in plank of the yeah. week. Yeah. He is an old plank. Uh, <laughs> so I've changed my mind. Say fairer than that. I've changed my mind and I'm going to move on uh, to a much more uh, pertinent mm. plank closer Ooh. to home. And I feel strongly about this. I know you do as well, Mike. And that's Chris Whitty, yes. our old oh, friend, yeah. our old enemy. Yeah. Mm. I mean, mm. you know, we are involved in this torturously slow roadmap to freedom. You know, as I said last week, Boris Johnson, when he announced uh, his roadmap to freedom, actually, by stealth, announced the longest lockdown we've had so far. But, in fairness, he gave us dates, a date, that might finally let us get out of this lockdown hell, June the 21st. By stages, by degrees, as more and more people are vaccinated, we emerge from the darkness and into the light. By the summer, back to normal. Chris Whitty, yesterday in front of a select committee at the Parliament. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm. You know, uh, we, we've got to be very careful. We could get 30,000 people dying if we go too fast. You know, he's basically saying that there could be a third wave yeah. after lockdown yeah. uh, ends and that thousands and thousands, 30,000 people will die again. Well, Boris Johnson also said in his roadmap speech uh, a very uh, significant changing of the goalposts. Instead of we're going to beat COVID, it was when we get to our end of lockdown moment, June the 21st, we will not have defeated COVID. We will have to learn to mm. live with it. Right. Uh, very wise, and that's the actual truth. Because, by the way... Mind you, I'm slightly worried now that Boris Johnson said that, because having no, normally what he says yeah, doesn't have a Exactly, yeah. 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 But mm. by, the way, by the way, the vaccine is busy turning COVID into a non-lethal mm. uh, condition. So we can't uh, ruin the country just so people, a few people can't get ill. And yet, Witty then... He's uh, so miserable Witty, as well. Witty, uh, uh, you know, on behalf of his sage mates, Valence and the Van Tam and the gang, uh, you know, and that's, oh, we could have a third wave, 30,000 more could die. Well, it, we need to recalibrate the thinking of the country, as Boris indicated. We've got to learn to live with this, mm. not imagine we can beat it, and not run away from it scared all the time. SAGE clearly have not recalibrated their approach They haven't, because uh, this is and, more modelling, isn't it? And they've got yeah. to stop Chris Whitty in particular, but all of them, 
They've got to stop scaring the hell out of the country. Yeah. It's, it's a real problem. People are terrified. And going back to uh, your point about schools, Mike, I mean, the kids are traumatized. Yeah, yeah no, they are. We've true. got to get out of this. This, by uh, certainly by the autumn, is probably going to be a condition where anyone who gets it will be sick for about three or four days and then they'll be all right. No one will die from it. We've got to get used to it and stop running for it. And because Chris Whitty seems to want us to fight this non lethal condition for the rest of all time, ruining the country, ruining the economy, traumatising and terrifying the nation. Uh, he is undoubtedly the plank of the I week. think he is, and he hasn't been on it for a while, but certainly, yeah, his statement was bizarre, because to say, you know, if we open up the economy too quickly, 30,000 people will die. Not might die, not could will die, die, will die. Did, yeah. did at any point anyone explain how when the vaccine rollout is so successful and we've done something right for once, mm. and most people are meant to be vaccinated by this summer, how are these 30,000 people are going to die? When? Exactly Who? right, Donna. If, yeah. if he's saying that, you know, can somebody please explain to me what the hell the vaccine yeah. is for? Well, exactly. Well, well 30,000 people died in January, right, which was the highest number of deaths per month, I think, in any given period of the last year. However, most of them were elderly with underlying and, conditions yeah, who were and, in hospital uh, long-term yeah. with COVID uh, and who had not had and the vaccination not, yet. I do not understand this. Why right? hasn't someone said to explain? Uh, and by the way, you know, what you know is going, what this reveals is there's still this schism between Sage and Boris. Mm. Boris, to be fair, I think in private, he wants us to get back to normal I as think quickly does. as possible. Rishi Sunak obviously does. And you can see from the way Witty is behaving, and for that matter, Valance, uh, Van Tam, Harry's, and all the rest of them, that they are still the concrete boots yeah, around yeah. Boris's oh, ankles, yeah. that they want to hold us back mm. uh, and to carry on fighting this forever. Uh, and uh, that cannot be. We've got to stop yeah. doing this. Well, listen, there's no question that if they manage to keep everybody locked away, there's less chance of people mixing. And that's true. Yeah. But you can't live like that. Yeah. Well, and also you Boris can't. Johnson. It's insanity. Also, uh, Boris Johnson is basically saying, or uh, um, oh, the reason that I, I won't accelerate the uh, roadmap process is because I've got to be cautious. He says, you've got to remember, you know, we came out of lockdown last summer, and then by the autumn, uh, there was this big spike, and we had the big second wave. Well, well, hang on a second. I think there's a bit of a difference between this. We didn't this. have the vaccine. We didn't have the vaccine. No. What is the vaccine also, for? Also, there's no connection, I'm sorry to say, between pubs opening and the infection rate rising in September yeah, because they were open for two months. Open yeah, down right. pubs, no, right? absolutely, and yeah. nothing happened. People no. went to the beach. Yeah. Nothing, happened. nothing happened. When it happened was when the schools reopened and when people started going to university yeah, yeah, around yeah. the country. Yeah. That was what made it go up. Yeah. Nothing yeah. to do with the pubs yeah. at yeah. all. Yeah. Unbelievable. Never fresco April. Just Absolutely open the damn ridiculous. Pubs now. Too cold. Dawn, your second one. Okay, I know we're going back on the same subject, yeah. and I'm sorry. That's okay. People might you, be. You're our royal correspondent. You're allowed to. You're Thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to nominate Oprah, Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. Um, well done. Look, it, it was useless. I, I thought I thought it was very good viewing. I've watched it twice now. Have um, you? I thought it was I boring. Had, yeah. No, I thought I, well, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was. No, I mean, I, I, no, I definitely enjoyed watching it. No, I and, did enjoy and, watching yeah. it. Um, however, I like the chickens. The chickens. What was that about? There was some subliminal Fair message going on. I there. like collecting things. How scary yeah. was that? When she said that, do you know what I thought? I thought of Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. blimey. Well, she you know did look was? at Harry like in that way, things. then, didn't she? It was a very subtle Husbands. message. It was, it was a metaphor for them being cooped up and feathers oh. flying. Oh, I thought it might have been a metaphor for him being a complete cock. 
Uh, Steady. Can we get that one out? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Could have been. As in cockerel. Yes. Any case. We got that. Um, look, it, it, it was. <laughs> Oprah, I mean, you know, she's very good at what she does, but what she does is get interviews set up. Mm. What she doesn't do is forensically quiz. Also, can I just those ask, why did, why did they have to explain that they were doing this interview in? Somebody else's house in their back garden, rather than I don't either of them. Privacy, privacy. But then Why? they went to the chicken. Thing. But then they went to the chicken coop anyway. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that was the, that because they sort of said that you will get a glimpse inside of their uh, domestic arrangements. So all, all we got was where the chickens yeah. live, as opposed to where. Well, that, no, but Kev, that was them getting to basics. Back, oh. back to basics. Do you think that was also? I, I want to just. Was it also a, a combination of the chickens coming home to roost, perhaps? Yeah. Or yeah, see, him, there's so many there's metaphors. Lot, or him being henpecked. Yes, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But I want to just preface this. I did then. You wouldn't have heard this because it was uh, there was no sound. But I did actually <laughs> nominate. I nominated Oprah Winfrey last week. You did uh, predicting did. that she would be conduct in a completely useless interview, hey, look. and she did. And so You're it right, proved. Dawn. She's great at getting interviews. She's absolutely lousy at conducting. You've them. just said I'm right twice in one plane. Yeah, well. No, but she's lousy. <laughs> well, that's because I said it first last <laughs> week. <laughs> What? Dang. How what? Dare you, you don't practice that Any kind case, of Oprah Winfrey. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's about. Yeah, no, but you have to do the pregnant pause. Yeah. Yes. What? What? Yeah, and I then mean, she doesn't ask him any details. No. What well, is actually not what, a question? What, what, what was what was Kate upset about? Uh, She's getting upset. Something. Now. She was She's upset about something. It. Now move on. Yeah. What is it? No, well, no, no. Tell us, Kevin. This is the point I was trying to make that there was that no. I made last week. Yeah. Follow-up questioning. There was no hold on a minute, but you have just said something different, and there was no there was no fact checking. No, absolutely no. The, the mental health thing, which I've already discussed about Harry, um, and then you, but you've made programs about mental health. Mm. You couldn't look after your wife, and then there was uh, um, um, the, the the whole um, the whole his not being called a prince because yeah, of, which was not true, which was not true, no. and that the is marriage. The, 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 and that's the line. Oh yeah, the marriage. marriage. They got married three days before. Yeah, the line <laughs> of succession. True. The money being stopped. Um, completely, absolutely, and nothing to do with them being discriminated no. against, and everything to do with them literally stopping. Also, work. did did uh, did Charles not give them four million quid last year? Oh, well, exactly. I mean, that's not my definition it. of the money being his, stopped. He's got, and he's hey? got. Yeah, absolutely. He gets pocket money from his dad. Four still, million. Which is slightly well, their security bill was seven million a year. Uh -huh. Why? Uh, uh, and uh, the taxpayers paid. And uh, Charlie, when the taxpayers said we don't want to pay for that anymore, he footed the he bill. He footed, yeah. And then Harry had a hissy fit when it when the bill came down to him. Right. I'm going to pay for myself. I know, well, exactly. Pop on. Uh, Eugenie and Amazing. Beatrice aren't looked after by taxpayer-funded no. security. No. You're not the only ones. No, exactly. By the, but none of this was put on. But also this other nonsense about how you know we're not interested in you know titles. But why hasn't our son got one? Yeah. Huh? Because you it's know, the line how do you of tie those two that things together? Also, they're also col uh, conflating that with how could uh, our son Archie possibly be protected, protected and safe if he wasn't a prince? Eh? Yeah. What's that about? I don't, right. Where's the logic there? No. I don't get that I at know. all. But I know. The, the, the biggie for me was sort of like. Megan. But it's all plain, isn't it? Plain to an audience that don't know any of this stuff, though. So the American audience well, doesn't yeah. get any of that. But it's not. Good interviewing. It's not actually going, but hold on a minute. And then the, 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 the worst bit was, because this was just glaringly obvious, even mm. if you don't know uh, how the royal family operate, is that Megan, who run a very successful TIG blog website thing, oh, yeah. very, very media savvy, very internet savvy, mm. denied ever 
looking up her future husband online. Yes. Well, I mean, everyone's and, done that. And she just nodded, didn't she? Uh, yeah, uh, oh, that's fine. Okay. And, and, and in the same interview, sorry, I worked up this way. Yeah. And in the same interview, she said, oh, you know, I didn't really know anything about Harry. I wasn't that no. okay with the royal family. Next sentence. Oh, but I knew Eugenie before I knew yes. Harry. Yeah. Oh, well, what about well, that picture? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Oh, when oh. she was a kid. Outside Buckingham Palace. starry-eyed yeah. outside yeah. Buckingham yeah. Palace. I, I didn't know what, what it was like to be a role, despite obsessing about Princess Diana, according yes. to school friends' mm. mums when you were a kid. Mm. The thing about Oprah, she's got no ear or eye for detail. Yeah. So when somebody said, you know, to make an interview work, you need times, dates, places, who was there, exactly what she's circumstances. Just a simple, did the gentle event, follow-up you know, question. Uh, she's got, she, she just settles for very, very bland generalisations. Mm. Uh, and that's why there's such a row going on about the alleged racism, uh, basically because uh, Oprah did not probe that point no. uh, fully enough. Uh, you know, she, in fairness, she did try and... What was her point? Uh, she didn't actually say who said that. No. She, her response w- was, you're not going to tell me who that was. Great. No, yeah. I'm not. Why don't you say <laughs> right. who was who it? Who was it? Exactly, exactly. Because it's that's a- just throwing literally everybody under the bus mm. and rather than just one person. In any case, I'm sorry, Oprah. I admire what she's done, dragging herself up from a well, she's female nine million working pounds class richer now as well. She got £6.5 million pounds for yeah. that as well. Right. So I admire yeah. what she's done, bucks. but it wasn't... Nine million bucks, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't a great forensic filleting. No, but don't worry, there's more to come and it'll probably be even less forensic than the first one because <laughs> uh, that will be part two, which they'll no doubt roll out pretty soon. My second one is everybody's favourite sort of uh, gardening expert, Monty Don. Mm. Now, I'll get trouble for this because I know people who think Monty Don's great uh, and that he's very ineffectual and he never is horrible to anybody. He had a nice dog for a while, you know, <laughs> and people were like, oh, Monty Don, what a, what a lovely bloke. He's quite well, you know cuddly. He's Doesn't he wear nice jumpers? He wears nice jumpers yeah. and Wellington boots a lot. You see him on, yeah. like, the gardening shows, yeah. right? 
Um, anyway, he's come out right and given an interview to the Radio Times in which he's basically said that we should stop cutting our lawns. And he accuses the people who do cut the lawns as being kind of mostly male and obsessed with controlling things. What? And you're kind of going, sorry? What the hell are you talking about? Well, so now gender uh, is an issue in gardening. So that if you are a macho man, what you'd like to do is nothing better than getting on the old ride-on Ferrari mower uh, and riding around and, and, and cutting the grass to within an inch of its life uh, just to prove a point. So now we're eh? shouting at lawns. After yes. statues and tea bags and butter, yes. we are now shouting at lawns. And apparently it's better for uh, wildlife if you let the garden grow. So it's all right if you have like a massive field full of, you know, eight foot tall grass that loads of loads of animals can uh, play does, in. Does Monty Don have one of those wild gardens that go on for acres and acres? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, I've, whenever, whenever I see him, he's in one of these very busy looking um, sort of gardens, which has got, you know, one section over here, which okay. has got some Brazilian fauna in it or something. How is mowing the lawn sexist? It really isn't. I mean, you know... things that are really sexist? Well, there are lots of things that are really sexist. I don't think mowing the lawn is one of them. Oh, I really don't. It's not. I'm not I mean, I've got what can only be described as quite an, uh, an unusually sort of untethered lawn. He's seen <laughs> it. Untethered. Untethered. It'll never get away. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> it's, so it could get away. Well, it's quite sort of. Um, an untethered lawn. Well, it's quite white. My garden, right, is I quite big. Garden. Okay. It's got. It's so it's big. Sort of. Uh, yeah, but it's but it's undulates. Of, it's not yeah, it's not a nice yeah. flat kind of thing that you could take a mower to and make it look like Wimbledon. It's never going to look like yeah, that. Okay. It's got a copse in the middle of it, right? Um, <laughs> and that's not a couple of police officers. That's you know a collection of small woods. Some of them are actually very tall. It's got some nettles over it's got there. Private wood. Well, not really a private wood, but it's a, a few it's trees quite a big. It's trees in the garden. It lives in a very, very nice. It's a rural. That's a wood. Countryside. Well, yeah. you might call it a wood if you live in East yeah, London. You know, um, there's a, there's an apple tree down the bottom. There's you know there's a lot You've of stuff. You've got an orchard. Going. No, just one wow. tree. No, 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 you you keep exaggerating. I've got. Um, he says he's got an apple tree. You say he's got. An I mean, there's parts of the garden that's so overgrown. I don't even go there, right? Yeah. But what I'm saying well, is, that's just you in touch with your non-sexist side. Yes, that's right. Exactly right. You've got a lion. So I've got it all. <laughs> I've got it all. You see, but I'll tell you what else I've got, right? Because this is how unsexist I am. I've got gardener. So I don't mow the lawn anyway. And it's a woman. No. Well, that's sexy. That's sexy. Yeah. That's sexy. Uh, well, I was that's looking a for a woman. I was not, I'm not allowed Male to hire women in my house because <laughs> I get into trouble. I have, we're only allowed to hire men as domestic staff. <laughs> anyway, he's not really my gardener, but he comes. it's a bloke that comes and cuts the lawn. In month, a sexist twice, way. Twice well, he won't, a month. He won't, I hope you'll get him to do that again because, you know. Well, I'm going to have to tell him. Destroy to, what I'm going to say to him is why don't you fix the old uh, the height of the blades so that when you're cutting it next time, you don't cut it quite so short. Right, OK, yeah. so that's sort of... So it's a bit more, A bit less sexist. A bit longer. Yeah, there's a lot of moles in it as well, so there's mole hills all over the place. Monty Don setting, you know, on your... Yes. Save the lawn creatures. Sexist, non-sexist. So you can now tell when you visit people with gardens, right, just how sexist they are by the length of their grass. What, what if you haven't actually got a garden? Well, then, you don't have to worry. You can okay. be as sexist as you like. OK, that's fine. I did have a... Do you have a garden? No. I did. I did have a small cactus. You know the plants that are incredibly of, difficult to kill. Life. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. That I managed to and kill a cactus. Yeah, no, I've managed to kill. I'm it not as very well. good at growing no, much. I'm I mean, not, I. No, I mean, not. I like the garden for sitting out in during the summer, um, and that's it. I don't really do anything with it. No. You know. Why well, did you kill a cactus? You ever not give them enough water. Or something? Well, yeah. I don't know. I mean, we're I, to water they're supposed to be month. good at that. Aren't they? Well, it's supposed. To, yeah, 
It, but this is what I mean. It's impossible to I, kill I mean, them. I literally have no yeah. plants in my flat in London. I have no no plants because nothing ever no, lives nothing, anywhere no, I am. No. Um, and I had it on the windowsill, and I used to water it from time to time as well. But it never grew. No. It just mine never just, grew. And eventually I thought, went, I'm just chucking this out now. Yeah, so if it had a worked out, you get one, one of those massive Arizona ones. Well, do you know, balcony. my son has, has got uh, the ability to grow things. He's got a cactus in his room, um, which is about this high. Wow. And he got it when he was like that. Blimey. So you've been down those deserts in, in uh, Arizona. Oh, yeah. No, well, do you know, no. I've played... Those things, those things are like 30, 40 mm. feet high. Well, do you know, and I've played golf, though. right? I've played golf in Arizona. Yeah, I have too. Um, and it's the only place where the guy, the caddy, goes, hit it over the cactus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you'd actually, literally, the cactus was the was the way you had to hit the ball. Wow. Yeah. And have you played in Florida, where you have to run, have. run away from the uh, alligators? The other one I got once when I was playing in Florida was a snapping turtle. There was a snapping turtle on nice, the green, yeah. which could take your arm off. In, in California, where I played all the time, uh, she's loving this conversation about golf. golf. All the golf shops, uh, you have rattlesnake uh, bike kits, right? And uh, you used <laughs> to see rattlesnakes all over the course. And just so California's like, there'd be a, 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 a rattlesnake <laughs> about one foot away, and they look like teeing off as if it's not. Oh God, there's a rattlesnake! Right. Amazing. Know. Amazing. Anyway, that's enough sports oh. for the day. Oh, no, we haven't just talked about golf. Let's yeah. get back to oh, Plank of the Week. So, Kevin, your third nomination. Uh, my third nomination, which I think is really, Golfers? really good, is, <laughs> well, it's not good, it's awful. It's the policeman who uh, recently went to an uh, apartment, a very flash apartment, on a private uh, estate in southwest London where uh, an agitated little 10-year-old girl was having a big row with her mum and the mum had called the cops because apparently the kid was out of control. Seems a strange sort of situation. Can. The kid was holding a hammer when they got there. The cops said, drop the weapon. The ten-year-old girl, the, ten, the is kid... Is this in America? No, this is here. Oh, right. Southwest London. OK. Southwest well, London. Like <laughs> I wondered why you had an American accent. Sorry, no, well, it's a bit of a yeah, giveaway for me. Well, no, it's, that's my Southwest London accent. I see. Drop the weapon. <laughs> drop the weapon. Right, that's better. Drop the weapon. <laughs> And <laughs> and the kid, the little ten-year-old girl, did not drop the hammer. Right. So he tasered her, fifty thousand volts. That's fifty thousand volts into a little ten-year-old girl. Well, I mean, what could possibly no. be going through somebody's mind to do that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a How couple much of. It's a ten-year-old. It's a couple of burly cops. Mm. You know, okay, a hammer is a dangerous weapon, but it's a ten-year-old kid. Surely right. they could overcome a kid with you a hammer. You would think. And there must be rules on whether or not you can fire a 50,000 volt taser lucky they into the heart it. of a 10 year old kid. Blimey. It's outrageous. Is the kid okay? Uh, the kid seems to have survived. Uh, and, and apparently the kid was in a very agitated state. Clearly right. the mum uh, was very worried or wouldn't have called the police. But surely cops make a decision. You can't, you can't taser a little kid. It's, it's bad. Well, the police weird. in this country, though, you have to worry. I mean, we were saying at the beginning of the show that, you know, two weeks ago, Merseyside Police won mm. um, the Plank of the Week mm. for being, you know, the most woke of wokeness. Mm -hmm. I saw a video, I don't know if you guys did, a couple of uh, days ago, of a guy who was being arrested by two female police officers, mm. um, presumably for some COVID infractioni. Um, and he kind of just wrestled his way out of their grip and ran off. And they started sort of waddling after him. And neither one of them could run very quickly. And it was like a scene from Benny Hill yeah. where these two women police officers trying to catch this one guy who wasn't running that fast, but they couldn't catch him. Right. And you just think, what is going on well, in our police department? Yeah, exactly, mate. Uh, and the, the danger here 
uh, or what is worrying about this is this is edging towards uh, the American system of policing. You'll remember. Well, they've already that. got the accent. You cannot even right. talk to American cops. No, they you, will re not you really can't. Uh, and, and if you if you do something, if you if they tell you to stand still and you just shuffle on your feet, the chances are they'll shoot you. Yeah, dead. I was uh, once pulled over right in up, up, upstate New York. I'd been skiing. And, um, Skiing, golf, overtook all this, uh, you know, I overtook this car, not realising it was a cop, as I was driving through this town, right? And of course, as soon as I went past him, he was like, woo, woo, and I was like, oh, great. And I was fine. Um, I hadn't had a drink or anything. Um, and as I pulled in, as I pulled in to stop the car, <laughs> I, as you do, opened the door to get out. And this loudspeaker came from the cop car behind me. Please stay in the vehicle, sir. And I was like, Christ oh, almighty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, they're really scary. Put your hands on the yeah, dashboard. They're really scary. You, you know, they, they, it's a very regular occurrence in America. If you don't put your, I've had it myself as well, you, you do that, yeah. right? And uh, if you don't, they might shoot you. Yeah. And the big mistake, a lot of people. Well, because do they're this. worried they're going to well, get no, shot. I'll tell you yeah, what people well, got guns. Yeah. I'll tell you what people tend to do. And, and it's resulted in a lot of fatalities in America, is they tend to go for their driving yeah. license. And they go like right. that, and they go right. uh, And this incident in uh, southwest London, on a private estate, mm. by the way, a gated community, uh, indicates that uh, British cops may be in danger of adopting that ludicrous attitude where they don't actually make any assessments mm. of a logical situation they just open fire Shoot first, and has anyone investigating this yeah. character has yeah. he been named or is he unnamed or? Uh, no well no they haven't named anybody in the right. story because yet but, the, but the, poli child. the police have said there is an official police statement along the lines of uh, 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 police attended an incident uh, where an individual was carrying a weapon. They asked her to uh, drop the weapon, and when she didn't, uh, they no mention of her age. An individual. An individual. Ten-year-old child. child. Yeah, it's a ten-year-old. me. It's that a ten-year-old. That's not good. Uh, so I, th I think that cop. Uh, you know, if we wanted to be unusual on this obvious Harry and Meghan week, yes, it's Harry and Meghan week. <laughs> Taser. I think that cop is a good candidate. Taser police officer, I think, is a good one. <gasps> Dawn, your final one. My final one is moving away from Harry and Meghan, and yeah. we're going back onto Boris, another perennial favourite of mine. You like getting him in there, don't I you? I do like I can't stand Boris Johnson, I'm sorry. He's a Prime Minister, right? He yeah. is the Prime yeah, Minister. Evidently, yeah, evidently. But a lot of people say I've he's... Very... He's running the country via Hancock, Witty, Valance, everybody nice else. Nice furniture, though, 200 Carry. grand. Well, this is my... Stop preempting oh, sorry, if I pre me, honestly. You. Any case, this in a week where nurses have been offered a 1% pay rise, which for a nurse on 24 grand a year is about a fiver. An extra fiver. Yeah. Marvellous. Well okay. done. Thank you, Boris. Um, at the same time, as spending, I'll try and spend £200,000 doing up his flat with, frankly, the most hideous <laughs> furniture and wallpaper I've ever seen by in the, my And I've life. said this before, brother. Why is it that it costs 200000 quid to I've do not, up a flat which gets done up about once I every four years? absolutely yeah. no idea. I, I saw the pictures of the sort of stuff they were spending their money on, and really, I would just... Did I see a headline that's, that described here. Carrie Simmons as a sewn ranger? A what? A sewn range. What does that mean? Well, I assumed it was something to do with some designer or something. Oh, uh, it was in the context oh, that was, yeah, of. Was it, I think it was a spelling mistake. Was it? It could have been. <laughs> I, uh, I could have but, been, but I, I didn't. I was so disinterested in the story, I didn't read it. She's supposed to though. Carrie Simmons, who is the one who's in charge of this, two, this obscene, grotesque two hundred thousand pound refurb 
I mean, I've done up a few houses. You can do massive houses up for, if you're 25,000, should get them looking fine and dandy. Uh, 50,000, brilliant. 200,000 for a flat? You must be joking. But she's supposed to have been the Tories' former supremo communications yeah. expert. Mm. Well, she doesn't know much about optics, does she? No. This is a terrible look. She looks like Marie Antoinette. It is ridiculous. Fiddling while we all die. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And, know. you know, this is a government that's been spunking so much money out the wall. I mean, the furlough scheme, £50 billion. Pounds. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. By the way, I'm just saying it costs a lot of money. We are throwing money at COVID, absolutely left, right and centre. We spend billions. Yeah. We're going to be in debt for generations. But we can't afford 1%. Well, do you know, we can afford 1%. They just don't want it. Well, exactly. 1% is what they're being offered, right? But the NHS unions are doing what they normally well, the, do, no, look, which is to make out that everyone who works for the NHS is some kind of hero. Now, I'm quite happy to accept that the people on the front line who have been working their guts out in ICU units dealing with COVID. They're more of a hero than bloody Boris Johnson. Well, they may well be, but there's plenty of people who work for the NHS who sit in an office and do nothing. No, no, Many no. of them actually work uh, from home. There's a, there's a loads of them had a big Sorry, pay rise right, about three years ago. Agree. Massive problem we have dealing uh, rationally with the NHS, with nurses, with doctors. Yeah. As soon as we start talking about the NHS and the frontline heroes, we lose all yeah. sense of our and we senses. Do. Uh, you know, we go completely crazy, we go totally emotional, and we go, give the angels more money. I well, we can't really afford it, and they're demanding 12.5%. That's just a joke. Mm. They're not going to get Look, anything Also, right. yeah, three years ago, I believe, uh, I'm right in saying this, they got some of them got in excess of 20% of a pay rise. Mm. So the reasoning behind this is not just because Boris Johnson is stingy, He's saying, wait a minute, three years ago, you got a big pay rise, massive pay rise. But, I mean, Lots of people in the private the sector haven't even... The average nurse is on 24,907 quid. That's not the lowest paid job in this country. It's, uh, look, I'm not, well, how much do uh, you think they're worth? Well, I think they're worth a lot more than that. Do you? Why? Yeah. Why? Because, Why is their because job they've been working damned hard. Well, so have I. Yeah, but the thing is, what about people who... We've had money to burn. What about people who jobs that aren't in the NHS? Is it this assumption that jobs in the NHS, especially nurses and doctors, are so much more valuable than all you people who just work in offices? Well, if someone's keeping you alive, yeah, that's very valuable. No, that's unfair. It's unfair to people who don't happen to work as frontline NHS heroes. It's ridiculous. And also, there are people... Lose all sense of rationality when we talk about nurses, doctors, and the NHS, and that's why this pay dispute uh, will never come to a sensible conclusion. I well, the I unions are now threatening Boris to go is strike. Have to dig his feet in here because well, he cannot once again. No, he can't. He can't. And also, they're threatening to go on strike. Yeah. The unions, right? Yeah. You think that's right? Emergency workers yeah, should not be allowed to go on strike. Yeah. On strike? But, 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 in that, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the unions, but he, they're saying that no one's life will be put at risk by healthcare workers going on strike. No, really? No, I, oh, I'm really? Not, really? <laughs> That's good really? Look, I'm not saying... Who's going to look after them, then? I'm not saying... Shush. I'm the not office saying, workers. Kevin, I'm not saying... That, <laughs> so there's a bus that, driver around there. Can you, they've got a bloke with a heart attack here. Can you come in? We haven't no, got any nurses. We're on strike. I'm not saying that... Of course it'll affect them. It'll cost lives. Yeah, go on. Well, don't yeah. fall we'll have for to that, the, uh, I'm going to storm out. Gonna, yeah, 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 don't storm out. Yeah, let's talk. I'm not saying that 12.5% is a sensible thing, but 1% when you are mm. blowing money left, right and centre you is derisory. I'll tell you what, here's an idea. Yeah, right on. Here's, yeah, here's, here's an idea money, for yeah. you, and you, I'm sure will accept it because it's a good idea. Why don't we just give the, the, the pay rise that you, whatever it is you decide it is, whether it's 5% or 6%, to mm. people who actually work in clinician type job so nurses I don't think doctors need it because they get paid plenty
But nurses who don't get paid as much as you think they should, give it to them. But don't give it to the people. Totally agree. Don't totally give it agree. to the people who sit behind a desk. Totally agree. Totally and, agree. And, and, and work often, on you know the who, money. Who some of them well, are on two hundred thousand Why not? What's wrong with their jobs? Why is that? Some why are their jobs less important? Well, because the argument that's being made is that these are people who well, save people's lives. I don't agree lives. with that. I don't agree with that. I think well, you don't have to agree with it. Ridiculous. I wasn't asking you. I was asking Dawn. Yeah, yeah. thank you. There you go. Yeah, well, she, she we know what she me. thinks. She's a leading heart liberal. You've got some money to nurses. Yeah, this is partly why we haven't been putting the tank. I like the way the nurses go. Oh, it's all very well. You've got a radio show to do, lady. You save your energy. Yeah, but they they will go. It's all very well. You're all clapping us every week. What we want is more money. Well, we're not clapping you. We gave it up. Years ago, yeah, I didn't true. clap them in the first place. No, I, I didn't either. Nonsense. Yeah. I did because the dog liked it. Dog liked it. <laughs> yeah. We used to go outside. The dog thought it was great fun. So we're out but you live in a pan. sort of dead end, so nobody could see you doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I wouldn't let anyone see me. I'd lose my entire image. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. Be bad yeah. on my, yeah, yeah, my rep. Now, Let's as luck plan. would have it, yeah, yeah, but she's signaling care. But she's signaling yeah, yeah, care. Yeah, as, yeah. Luck, as, as luck would have it. Um, my third nomination has actually been up the last two weeks, but because nobody's but no actually one. seen it, <laughs> nobody <laughs> knows. Just read but the that. story's still even now better than it was, and it's going to be Gordon Ramsay uh, and his useless new show it's called Bank on. Balance, right? Is it still but on? Apparently, oh apparently, there's a chance that they're going to pull it because it's so, so bad rubbish. in the ratings, right? <laughs> story this week. Um, in your paper, the Daily Star, funnily enough. Thank you very uh, much. Which basically Great stolen. It gets good stories these days. Stolen, it does. Stolen by the Mail Online, obviously, but so it started off at 2.7 million. Uh, which is not very much when you consider that uh, that's Megan's, bad. No, that's bad. Uh, Megan's that's terrible show got 11 million. Nine o'clock, not yeah. um, It then quickly went to 1.6 million the following day, and it's a three-day-a-week show. And I've explained before uh, to you guys, it's the most ridiculously complicated show I've ever seen in my life. As a game show, it just doesn't work. You don't know what people are doing. You don't know what they're doing it for. And it's on for an hour, isn't and it? And it's on for an, an hour, hour, and they have contestants doing on things. For 40 minutes. I watched the first show. And the first two guests were on for 40 minutes on their own without any kind of tension, on, yeah. without any sort of, you know, music, without any audience participation. It was just him asking them questions and them all falling about laughing at how stupid they were uh, while trying at the same time to put sort of ridiculous fake gold bars onto this bizarre four angled mm. jigsaw. Sorry, seesaw. And I mean, I'm, I'm watching it going. I'm oh, sorry, I don't understand I got, what the point well, of this is. I got you to watch it, didn't I? You made, he made me watch it because we were <laughs> going to do a show. Bullying. I'd storm out if I were you. I mean, you know, I'm never doing anything he tells me again. <laughs> it practically ruined it my was, entire no, week. but it was, both of us were absolutely stunned by how awful it was. And yeah. as you say, Mike, it was going to be three days a week for three weeks in a row. So they've done two weeks. Uh, I think uh, hardly anyone's won, won any money yet. Uh, and uh, Gordon Ramsay. Well, the first two are on for 40 minutes. Yeah. Won nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Literally well, no, nothing. No, 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 there's hardly any money being won. No. It's an absolute shambles. It's a, a car crash. Mm. But it, you, you say they might pull it. Well, they're I saying now, they the source told them that they're now, they're certainly facing the acts. They're certainly, pretty much, they've forgotten about the idea of renewing it. Because it's only on oh, for another. Of course. It's only on for a couple. How long has it got to go? It's only got, it's, apparently, well, it's quite a short run. It's only well, got another no, couple got, of weeks. Well, it's, 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 well, it's one series, mm. which is three weeks. Yeah. So they thought it was going to be event telly. This is the final week of yeah. the three weeks. It starts on a Wednesday, I think, and then carries on to a Friday. So it's three nights oh per God. week. But they dropped, they lost a million viewers in a day. I mean, that's quite an achievement. Well, because it's just wow. unwatchable. And he's hopeless as well, it's Gordon Ramsay. I mean, I quite build. like some of Gordon Ramsay's kind of kitchen shows. Yeah. When he goes into, I used to quite like the one where he was in America 
going into restaurants and sorting them out. And shouting and at people. And shouting at people. He doesn't really shout at these people, but he swears occasionally just to prove that he's still I think, I think he's been allowed a couple of strategic F words. Right. But that's But it doesn't work because when he says it, you're kind of going, you've really just said that for effect, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Not really, you've, something you've, very you've sort of forced that out. Yeah. Yeah. You're not actually annoyed with anyone. Yeah. Whereas in the kitchen shows, he's quite annoyed and it's quite good. It seems pretty genuine. Wasn't he on Anton Deck that Saturday night? Yeah, that was a disaster as well. I didn't see that. I mean, I don't really watch any ordinary television. By the way, so they they pre-recorded Gordon Ramsay on that uh, Saturday Night Takeaway, and and, uh, he was so bad that viewers were complaining. But because they pre-recorded it, uh, Anton Deck went, so so pleased to welcome the star of the BBC smash hit Bank Ah. Balance, (laughs) (laughs) and it was also it was already dying a terrible day. Yeah, I know. How embarrassing. Well, mm. uh, maybe he'll have to go back to the drawing board with Gordon Ramsay Productions and see if he can yep. come up with a slightly you better point idea. Maybe should point that out, though, Mike. Uh, you know, people, say, people say, well, how come Gordon Ramsay was presenting this seems like a strange choice? It's because it was by a programme made by Gordon Ramsay Productions. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted himself to be a game show host. He is no game show host. No. I, got well, I think you re- may have learned his I've lesson. I've got another reason to nominate Gordon Ramsay. Okay. Well, there are lots of no- uh, reasons to nominate Gordon Ramsay for Plank of the Week, like pretending he played for Gra- Glasgow Rangers when he didn't. <laughs> um, there is a picture of him in a team yeah, photo. This is, my, this is my reason. For having <laughs> unfeasible... Fe- well, West Ham. Yeah, yeah. This is my reason. For having unfeasibly large feet. Do you know what size feet shoot no. he? 15. What? Wow. 15. How tall is he? Is he, is he very tall? particularly tall. He's about my height. Is he? Like six, that is like big, isn't it? Well, maybe that's why he was a good footballer. Well, yeah, but he wasn't good enough to play for the Glasgow Rangers, even though he said he did. Yeah. He played for one charity game. Yeah. And, and when uh, the news... It's funny, actually, because when I was in Scotland, yeah. there was some stories about Gordon Ramsay, um, which you don't hear down here very often. Well, mm. I, I've heard stories about Gordon Ramsay. Mm. But, y- y- you know, he, he, he likes to embellish his life. So he said that he was on the books of uh, Glasgow Rangers uh, and unfortunately suffered a bad uh, injury yeah. and therefore had to give up his professional football Yeah, career. me too. When the news of the world found out that they, they, went to, <laughs> they went to Glasgow Rangers and said, we've got no record of him ever being on our books ever. Yeah. Interesting. And he had to admit it. All right. Well, he's I'm, on I'm just thinking, being the only girl here, um, whether it's you know whether it's size of feet equals yeah, I know you know thinking. proportion things well, going on here. There are some people you could ask that question to, but um, what size do you take, Mike? Uh, mine are a uh, ten. Yeah. That's why it, maybe why he has trouble balancing. You know, <laughs> that could be what it is. Bank balancing. But he's probably paid himself a pretty penny. But anyway, he's on my planks list now. We're going to carry one over from last week. I'm going to suggest that it's Nicholas Sturgeon. Um, who st- should still remain in the planks list, uh, despite well, the she, fact she's, that she's good because her story's moved on as well, having a go at the Rangers fans yeah. who were doing what Rangers fans do for yes. the first ten and years. And they didn't look winning. to me as if they were doing anything, you know. Oh, no. quite anyway, get over it. Get you know, over it. They were having a celebration. They haven't won the league for ten years. I think they can ten have years. a bit of a walkabout in, in the open air. And she You're just talking said, about the open air. Yeah, here. go home. You're killing people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Shut up. I mean, absolutely unbelievable. Right now, uh, it's that time where we have to decide what the top three is going to be. Is this the bit where the the, the recording thing goes down and it's all... uh... Well, hopefully not. I'd like you not to jinx it, please, because this is third time lucky for us. (laughs) It's my fault. Third time lucky for us. Enough things have gone wrong. Um, Funnily enough, when I was announcing um, the week before last that Plank of the Week uh, wasn't coming out, do you know what happened? The YouTube feed dropped. Yeah, that's right. So it didn't go out. When I was explaining it, they were like, why has the screen gone black? And I'm thinking, is there some kind of curse? 
Curse of the Plank. It's cursed. Anyway, it's uh, a curse. Why don't you pick mine first this week, Dawn? Okay, what was it? Just so remind Gavin, me again. Gavin Williamson, Professor okay. of State for Education. Yeah. Monty Don, Gardner yeah. Extraordinaire, mm -hmm. and Nick Gordon Ramsay. All men. Good. Yes. Good. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, despite Monty Don and his sexist gardening, which is quite funny. It is. I'm going to go for Gavin Williamson for yes, inflicting pain and misery on millions choice, of school kids. Yes, I, I think that's an excellent choice. Right, mm -hmm. shall I pick yours, Kevin? Sure. Your three? Uh, so my three, first was the uh, GMB woke weatherman, yeah. the Megan-loving Alex Beresford yes. for his unprofessional calling out of Piers Morgan on TV, and basically also for being a mealy little uh, Megan supporter, mm. millennial idiot. <laughs> I like Alex. I think he's good. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, so definitely him. Right. Definitely him. Uh, second, uh, I, uh, having uh, almost gone for Joe Biden, I changed my mind and went for Chris Whitty. Oh, yes. Keeping Ooh, the nation yeah. in a state of terror, mm. refusing to accept that it is time mm. we learn to live with COVID. <coughs> he clearly doesn't want us to. Uh, and he's predicting 30,000 will die if we come out of lockdown too early. Stop scaring us, witless. It has yeah. to stop. Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous. So Chris mm -hmm. Whitty for that. And finally, <laughs> I think probably my personal favourite. It's not funny. The copper tasered a 10-year-old girl. That isn't good. Yeah, no. I'm going to have to go with Chris Whitty, though. Yeah, yeah. Because Chris Whitty is yeah, definitely yeah. a man of the moment. I mean, I thought he'd gone all quiet for a while. Just when we think we're safe to go back to the pubs, he's yeah. going, 30,000 yeah. more people yeah. are going to die. die. Next home. slide, please. Next slide, please. Yeah, here's your slide out of here. Yes, Just get on off. this and get lost. Thank you very much indeed. Right, Dawn, uh, tell Kevin your three. And well, he Kevin's going to be horrid to me, isn't he? Yep. I mean, he's been horrid no, to me no, no, all no. show. Well, it's not about you, this show. I know I keep telling me to tell you this. Exactly. It's really not about you. Yeah, it's not. Right, I'm storming out. I've That's it. Okay. Um, right, Kevin, brace right. yourself, love. Okay. Um, we are nominating Harry. Harry. Has. Yeah, has. If you like. Um, Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Boris Johnson. Okay. Uh, there's really difficult choices. Uh, <laughs> They're all good, actually. Really, you know, Thank you. Boris, I think, will we'll let off this week, although I totally uh, agree with your reasons for nominating him. Don't worry, you've got uh, his um, surrogate, Chris Whitty, in the top yeah. three. Yeah, I mean, that's I, true. I, uh, Oprah... Is a really good choice too because she really could not interview her way out of a paper bag. Details, Oprah. Details. Uh, but I think, you know, you can't not decide that the true plank of the week yes, yes, is, is yes. Harry. You know, for all the reasons you said, Don. Mm. But I, also, I think trashing your dad in public. Yeah, and trashing your family in public. It's really not very disgraceful, good. Disgraceful, no. disgusting behaviour. This this guy uh, needs to raise his game very. Mm quickly it's a disgraceful way to behave I so think uh, right. Harry uh, has is has, uh, the one that yeah. I would go for has mm, right yeah, so it's an all male you. it's an all male triumvirate then has yeah, yeah. Chris Whitty and Gavin Williamson hey, it was International Women's Day I know it <laughs> was well it's going to have to be Harry isn't it I mean I can't see anybody I, else I, being I, Harry no it is has I, I think it's so has. yeah it's has Harry should well we make done. Gavin number two yeah and then Chris Whitty, number three. Yeah, that's a, that's a good think? list. Good yeah. list. It's not a bad it's a list, pretty, is it? It's a pretty good list, yeah. There's a lot going on there. Well, thank you, guys. Let's hope that uh, everything works behind the scenes and everything uh, is as it should be, and we can actually get this out. And if so, I'm going to award you, has been Prince Harry, formerly known as Herbert, as I called him earlier. Um, well done. You're the plank of the week. Yay. Well, well deserved, Harry. Harry. Well done, Harry. Look after your wife, love. Nope, top man. <laughs>